Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Tonight we're going to be talking about something that I'm asked about so frequently, and that is, I leave and then I go back. What can I do to stop that cycle? I leave and then I go back. I don't have any intention of going back. And I call that boomeranging. You you leave, you get yourself out of it, and then you go back home just from where you threw yourself. And I want to give you some insights tonight into why that happens and then what to do about it. Because it's a very unsatisfying thing. I know it is. And I get so many people in my groups and my membership asking me, why does it happen? Or they'll say, I feel so badly that I went back again. And I I didn't have any intention of doing that. So tonight we're going to talk about that. Then make sure that that um, you have some good clues as to how to keep yourself from repeating that experience. And first of all, if you've never left and you're preparing to, how to make sure that when you do leave, it's once and for all. I know it's a big ask, but it's really important. I'm so glad you're here and Save Your Sanity. And if you find value from it, I invite you to support us by going to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Or if you're getting our broadcast on Acast, you can also pledge your support there. So saveyoursanity.com, or sorry, patreon.com slash saveyoursanity, or when you go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com and you find it on Acast, it will also give you that opportunity. So let's talk about this subject, this boomeranging subject, because it's a cycle. And it's not a happy cycle because it's kind of leave, come back, repeat. So it's leave, come back, rinse, repeat. And it's disheartening because every time you lose momentum, you don't feel the same energy for it. And you're kind of down on yourself for having come back. I know that that's that's a problem. I remember when I was leaving my hijackle, I had a good support team and they knew very well why I was leaving. And I remember so well getting the truck half packed on a day when he was gone for the entire day and I'd organized everything. I had my apartment to go to. I had the truck. I'd packed things secretly and tucked up at the back of cupboards and things where he hadn't noticed. We got about halfway gone and I said to my friend, I don't think I could do this. And all my friends swarmed around me and said, here are all the reasons you're doing this. Let's keep going. And we did it. And I never did go back. So let's look at the reasons that we may be feeling that, oh, I'm out and I'm so happy to be out, but there are things going on. And so I start to second guess myself. 
And one of the big things that after the letdown of finding yourself alone happens is you start that question starts to rise up in your mind. Was it really that bad? Do you recognize that one? Was it really that bad? Did I make it all up? Was, Was it really that terrible? Oh, it couldn't have been so bad. And that's when the doubt starts. That's when you start second guessing your decision. And of course, there are other things that are going on. But number one, you start second guessing that decision. Now, tonight, I'm not going to talk about children. I'm going to just let you all assume that if there are children, everything that you are doing has to be in the best interest of the children. And as you're listening to what I'm talking about, you can decide if those things are in the best interest of your children. But I'm talking about what's going on within you as the partner who is leaving. So number one is second guessing yourself, looking at it and saying, oh, it couldn't have been that bad. And then the second part comes up and it's, you're blaming yourself. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was the problem. Now, you know, when you're with the hijackal, that if you ever say they have a problem, what do they do? They immediately turn it around and say, you have that same problem, right? Well, it happens in this situation too. Because you have been having that turnaround on you so frequently that you start doing it to yourself. So you get safely away. Then you start thinking maybe it wasn't so bad. And then you start thinking maybe it was my fault. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was the one to blame. Maybe I was the unreasonable one. Maybe I expected too much. Maybe, maybe, maybe all these things, right? And that's because you're a good person and you take responsibility and you want to make sure that you've thought through everything. And probably you're a little bit of an overgiver. You've given so much to this relationship. So then you start thinking about, well, is it me? Was I the difficulty? Because heaven knows you were told often enough you were the difficulty, correct? Yeah, I can just hear you all putting your hand up at that moment. Yes, because everything is your fault in a relationship with a hijackal, a relentlessly difficult, toxic person. And that's my word for these people. And I haven't said this for a while on the podcast, so I'll say this. Why I developed that term and trademarked it is because going to the internet and putting in your problems and then thinking that the internet is a mental health professional and will give you a diagnosis is not a great idea. I wanted you to have a term that you could come to recognize the patterns, traits, cycles, and behaviors of these people without any clinical diagnoses. So hijackals, my definition, hijackals are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. Now that's really a lot because they are wanting to take over everything. You know that, right? You've had that experience. They just want to take over your life, your future, your past, your current thoughts. They want to take away your feelings. They want to hijack those and gaslight you and tell you, no, I know what you're feeling. I know you better than you know yourself. Watch out. 
big, big, big red flag. If anybody ever says to you, I know you better than you know yourself. Oh, no, they don't. They want to because they want control over you. So maybe you were second guessing yourself and then you got to the self-blame part. And that could be a big reason why you start thinking that you might go in that other direction and reverse the direction and go back to the abuse. <gasps> I said that word. I hope you're recognizing that when you're with a hijackal, you are experiencing emotional abuse. At a minimum, it's emotional abuse. Hijackals are emotional terrorists. They will do everything they can to make you feel small and wrong and unworthy and unacceptable. They'll wear you down, tear you down, and put you down. And it is not okay, and it's not the truth. And that's the good news. So second-guessing, blaming yourself, and then you start to ask yourself, am I making a mistake? Did I have it really good? Did I have it worse than other people? Would it really be wrong for me to leave? Am I being selfish leaving? Other people have to go through relationship difficulties. Is it just a relationship difficulty? So you start asking yourself, am I making a mistake? If you've ever done this already, you know that that's what happens. There's a letdown that happens. Once you get through all the anxiety and push and stress of moving out, and then you get somewhere and you relax for a minute, then all these thoughts come flooding in. And they start to make you wonder if you should go back. So asking yourself, did I make a mistake? Not only was it not so bad, but maybe he or she was not so bad. And maybe I don't know how good I had it, even though you know it was awful. But these are the thoughts that creep in and they undermine your decision making. And it's another reason that people go back. So if you start to blame yourself and think, all right, maybe I'm making a mistake. And you get into that cycle of thought then you are starting to look at the journey back to the abuser. And yes, I'm going to keep calling that person that because that's who she or he is, an abuser. So I'm just going to use the non-binary term and call they are abusers. In whatever form they are, that's what they've been doing to you. That's why you wanted to leave because of the abuse. And it's important to allow yourself to call it what it is. All right, what's another reason that you might go back? Well, the fear of being seen as or feeling like a failure. You know, haven't you had that scenario where you got into this relationship and your friend said, oh, I don't like that person at all. What are you doing? And another friend said, they treat you terribly and you defend the person. And then slowly you get into relationship with them and you're all starry-eyed and you keep defending them and you keep justifying their behavior, rationalizing their behavior, making excuses for their bad behavior. And then you end up in a relationship with them in the long term. Well, you don't want to be seen as having made a mistake. 
choosing poorly, that your picker was off, if you like. So you start to say, oh, but if I leave, maybe I'll be seen as a failure because I don't want to admit that I chose the wrong person. I don't want to admit that other people were right. And so that can send you back again. That can send you to a place of caring more about what other people feel than what you're feeling, the abuse that you're feeling, the abuse that you're experiencing. And that's not good on any level. You really have to love yourself, you know, and I, and I know that's so bandied about these days, but you have to care about yourself. You have to treat yourself well. You have to treat yourself as you would like other people to treat you. And sometimes we're not good at that. Sometimes we don't practice that enough to get good at it. Now, once you've left an abuser, that's a good time to practice being really careful and of yourself and taking good care of yourself. Absolutely key. So if you think that, oh, you know, people will think I failed. I didn't do a good job of marriage. I didn't do a good job of choosing. I didn't, I didn't take their advice. They're all going to look at me as though I am a mess and I messed up and I'm a failure. Then I might go running back because I think it's going to make other people think better of me. But they didn't like the person in the first place. And they're probably applauding that you left. So actually, they're not thinking for a moment that you made that bed and you should lie in it. They're thinking, yay, finally came to their senses. And that's a really important thing. Really, really important thing. You see that, right? How important it is to get our head on straight. And that's not always easy when we're in times of stress and anxiety. So you're not letting anybody down by leaving the relationship. You will let yourself down if you go back to the relationship, though. And that's a very important consideration, isn't it? That you would be letting yourself down by going back to your abuser. And yet you may have been twisted in your thinking by being with that abuser for so long that you think you're letting down other people by ending the relationship. No, 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 you're not. You're not. You're taking care of yourself. And that's important. Now, why else might you want to go back and be boomeranging? Well, it could be that you have the benefit of distance thinking. That's my term for it. You sit back for a while and you you got out of it and, and you took good care of yourself and you looked after getting yourself away from an abusive situation. And then you sit back and you think, oh, I think I could have managed it. Maybe if I were able to manage it better. Now, you know that doesn't work because you tried very hard to manage it. And you really hoped that that person that you met that initial person who was love bombing you, being all that you ever wanted in your life, the perfect person, they seem to just know your needs and your desires and want to please you and take care of you and everything. And then you remember, I'm going to remind you that they were in a hurry. Most hijackals are in a hurry. They want to get you committed to them in some way, marry you, move in with you, have a baby with you, 
join your finances together, do something. They're in a hurry. In fact, I've heard so many stories of people who met a hijackal and when they reflect back on what happened to them, they recognize that the very first time they met them, the hijackal said, you know, I know already that you're the person I want to be with. Now that's absurd. And yes, it makes good Hallmark movie material. It sounds great in a fairy tale, but it doesn't work in real life. But they're in a hurry. Why? Because they can only keep up the charade so long of being that person who cares about you. So when you're sitting back in this benefit of distance thinking, you may start thinking that, well, I could go back and do a better job. I could go back and be a better person. If I were a better person, that person would change. No, 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 no. You didn't break the hijackal. You're not going to fix the hijackal. And all the love that you can pour in it will be accepted and used, but it won't come back your way. So remember that. They don't have the capacity for those three must-haves of a healthy relationship I talk about in episode 115. They don't have the capacity for equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. So you are never going to have a satisfying, supportive relationship with them. Never, ever, ever. Now, sometimes hijackles are only hijackles once or twice a year in a really bad moment. But I'm talking about people who behave like hijackles much of the time. And it's important for us to recognize that. So the benefit of distance thinking, you might go back and say, oh, I can do better. I can change. I can fix things. I can be who he or she wants me to be. Erroneous thinking, not a good idea at all. And also, what's another thing that you might do? Well, once you get out there on your own, you might feel a bit scared. Like, what have I done? Can I really do this? Can I really manage this? Is this something that I'm capable of? And when you get scared like that, you start to think maybe I should go back to what I knew. You know, it may not have been great, but I knew it. And that big yawning life in front of you maybe looks a little daunting. And so you think, oh, well, you know, I could go back and I know, I know that. I know what to do. I know how to fit in. I know what to expect. But once you get out, you have all kinds of possibilities in front of you for good things. They're not necessarily easy things for a while. Absolutely not. There's lots to recover from. There's lots new that you have to do. There are lots of hard things to do. But you will not be being abused. You will not be being put down or worn down or torn down, as I said earlier. And that's time for release and relief. And so it's very important then to, when you feel scared to say, what am I afraid of? And am I afraid that I do not have the strength to do this new life? Well, yes, I do, because I got myself out of the old one. But if you're saying, I feel scared and I want to run to where I, I feel is familiar, even if though it's abusive, you need to remind yourself of what you left. And I'll tell you some ways to do that a little bit later. So what's another reason that you might be going back? Well, I kind of touched on it, that you're missing what you thought was love. 
you know, I have a group on Facebook and I have a membership site. And so often people will get out of the relationship and then they'll say, oh, I just miss them so much. I don't know if I can do it. I miss them so much. But what they're missing was they were hooked on the hope that it was actually love. And it it usually isn't love at all. It may look like it occasionally, but generally that's not how love behaves. Love is not abusive. Love doesn't put you down. Love doesn't demean you. De love doesn't belittle you. Love doesn't ignore you. Love doesn't give you this silent treatment. Love doesn't tell you you're useless or unworthy or not, not um, who they want. That's not love. So let's not get into some mistaken idea that what you were experiencing before you left was any form of love. You were just hoping it was going to be at some level. You were just hoping that it would be love. And it isn't. It isn't. You were hooked on the hope that the person who swept you off your feet in the beginning was the real person. That image that you had, that feeling that you had that you want again. And here you are making yourself into a pretzel and a doormat and doing everything for this person to prove that you are worthy of their love. And when you stand back and realize you don't want them, you don't want somebody who is abusive. But when you get out and you get scared, then you may think you miss what you thought of as love. And I believe that you do. But you need to remind yourself that wasn't love. You were hooked on the hope that what you saw in the beginning was the real person. And the person you just left, that's the real person. And you don't like their behavior. So you have to remind yourself that it wasn't love. You wish it had been, but it wasn't love. It didn't behave like love. It didn't feel like love. So one more thing that might send you scurrying back and boomeranging to your abusive ex or hopefully ex. And I don't tell everybody to leave. Every situation is different. You know, if you want to work with me, go to beaclient.com and take advantage of my new client one-hour consultation, beaclient.com. But although it sounds like I'm, I'm saying, you know, don't go, don't be with this person, I'm talking about when we've already decided that you've decided that the best thing to do is leave, and you leave, and then you start second-guessing yourself. So that's what these tips are for. And the last one is that you may find that the fear of losing them, of losing the relationship and the identity of being in that relationship, that fear is greater than the fear of losing yourself. Now, this is a big one, really. The fear of losing yourself should be primary. Like if you are absorbed by another person, if you are running after and trying to be someone that pleases them, if you're constantly living up to their expectations and their standards, and you know with a hijackal, they move the mark. As soon as they tell you this is exactly what I want and you do it, they say, well, actually, I need a little more, a little different, right? You know that they move the mark. So if your fear of losing a person who moves the mark who abuses you, 
who demeans you, who is verbally abusive, maybe physically abusive, sexually over-demanding, and giving you the silent treatment when they don't get their way, like a three-year-old tantrum. Think about it again. Are you really afraid of losing that? Those are the reality points that you need to get in touch with when you are out of the relationship and thinking that you might go back. So what to do? What do you do when these things actually are happening to you? When those thoughts are coming to you, coming through you, when you've had that downtime and the all the adrenaline of leaving and preparing to leave is over and you're sitting there and life just looks like a big arrival platform with no departure, then reflect on these things. Because if you're second guessing yourself, was it really that bad? Are you blaming yourself? I should have done better. It was up to me. Are you thinking that you made a mistake by leaving and that you were probably in the wrong? No. Um, will, will it look like you're a failure because you chose the wrong person? No. If, if you are afraid of that, as I said earlier, no. Choose yourself, right? Um, get the benefit of distance. Get away from feeling scared and, and tell yourself that what you left is scarier than what is in front of you because it's true. So what can you do? Well, first of all, I have, when I'm working with people who are making the decision, once they make the decision to leave, I ask them to make a list of all the reasons they're leaving. And you need to keep that at hand after you leave because when you get that urge to ask those questions that I mentioned earlier, when you get that urge, read your list. Remind yourself of why you left. Remind yourself of the incidents. Remind yourself of the feelings. Remind yourself of the abuse. That's a wake-up call for you. When, when you just are feeling scared and you're feeling anxious and can I do it and will it be all right, remind yourself it was really not all right in the relationship. So you have your list and you can talk about that. And then sit and remember how you felt at the worst moments in the relationship. Would you like to feel that way again? No. So you don't go back and put yourself in front of the person who has the ability to make you feel that way. Remember the worst moments. That will give you the impetus to stay away because those worst moments are abusive. They're not healthy in any way. And you need to say to yourself, no, that's what I left and I left for a very good reason. Then read your list. When I'm working with people, I ask them to make a good exit plan. Now, by all means, if you're being physically abused or sexually abused, get out of the relationship right away. Go directly to the police after the hospital if you need to go to the hospital. The hospital will report to the police anyway. If there's any physical abuse and if there is any sexual abuse, report it and end the relationship. Get out of it. 
But if you have the opportunity to plan, to create a good exit strategy, to take care of yourself financially, to take care of assets of the relationship, to prepare yourself emotionally to leave, to be very strong in this situation, then that good exit plan, which takes time to do, will be there for you. And you will know and have prepared with forethought that you are going to be sitting there in the downtime asking yourself the questions of, did I make a mistake? And you will be ready to remind yourself of why you made that exit plan and why what you have chosen is the right path for you. Now, I mentioned my story where I fortunately had four friends who came to help with the move when I was leaving my hijack a very long time ago. And I was leaving with two children. Now, fortunately, I had a very good job and that was fine, but I was taking the children with me. But it was those friends who, when I got to the place of, I don't think I can do this, they surrounded me and said, no, let us remind you why. We're doing this. And they proceeded to load the truck and me too. And away we went. So it's very important to have support. And if you don't have a supportive family member, because that happens a lot when you're with a hijackle, the hijackle goes behind your back and does what we call a smear campaign. They go and tell your family, oh, you know, they're they're terrible they're crazy they're incompetent they can't do anything but i'm dealing with it i'm dealing with it and they start telling stories to build alliances with your family and your friends and often when you do leave you have very few friends but if you don't have support get it you know i'm often a support person i told you go to beaclient.com beaclient.com but have other supportive people Make sure that you have some community support, however you need to find it. And maybe you don't weigh heavily on one friend, just have people that you can call. I'm thinking of going back. Remind me. Here's my list. Remind me of these things if I ever ask, tell you I'm thinking of going back and have their support. And ask your friends to remind you of that. You know, actually tell them, I want you to remind me of this. I'm not going to want to hear it, but I want you to remind me of it and bring me back to my senses about why I am choosing to leave, why I chose to leave. And that's really important. And know this, that once you are out, it's going to get better and better. It may be slow and it may be difficult at the beginning, but no, it's going to get better. Now, I often tell clients the story of think about yourself sitting high up on a mountain and you're just sitting looking over the valley and you see this beautiful field of wildflowers and you think, I want to go to those wildflowers. So you decide to go down the mountain and go to that field of wildflowers. What you fail to notice is that between you and that field of wildflowers is a forest. And it's the only way to get to the wildflowers. So you start to walk through the forest and it gets darker and darker and darker. And it makes you scared. And you want to turn around and get back up on that mountain. So the story is very important. Remember, when you get halfway through the forest, what happens? It starts to get lighter and lighter and brighter and pretty soon 
you get to the field of wildflowers. But if you turn around as it's getting darker and scarier, and you're second-guessing your decision, you'll never get to the wildflowers. And maybe holding that in your head, okay, I'm walking through the forest. The forest has a middle. When I get to the middle, it'll start getting lighter, easier, more comfortable. And I will come out in the light okay and being able to embrace the wildflowers. That may help you a lot. Just that picture in your in yourself because you know when you get in the middle of the forest it gets dark it gets colder there are strange sounds there's wrestling and things going on that's what's going on in your mind when you're second guessing your decision after you've left and so maybe just hold that picture and keep the wildflowers in mind what are your wildflowers what kind of life do you want to have what kind of life do you want to create and yes i will bring the children in what kind of life do you want to create for the children that's super important too so the one big thing to remember is that you want to stay focused on where you're going there's a good reason why a vehicle has a very large windscreen and a very small rear view mirror, right? You want to see where you're going and you want to stay present with it and occasionally look in the rear view mirror. But when you get scared, you're all focused on the rear view mirror. Was it better back there? Was it okay back there? Did I make up that it was a problem? And that's what drives you back. And I'm inviting you to stay out once you're out. No boomeranging, no second guessing your good decision to leave and have supportive friends, have a good list of why you left. Remember all of these pieces of the puzzle and it will help you to prepare well to leave, have a good exit strategy, execute it, and then when you're there and you begin to experience letdown and you start second guessing yourself, remember all the things that I've talked about. I hope you find that helpful. It's really important for you to be able to have good tools in your toolbox that are going to help you understand how to support yourself and how to ask others to support you once you leave a hijackle. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. I'm always here for you. Listen to other episodes in this podcast. We'll go to my YouTube channel for relationship help, just like my, my uh, website address, and find over 500 videos there. You can do a search. You can find what you're dealing with right now, and you can continue to um, learn and be supported and find ways to keep yourself on a healthy, healthy path. So I'm glad you're here. And as I always remind you, please take very, very good care of yourself until we talk again, because you're precious, you matter, and it's great for you to show yourself that's the case. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. 
If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Thank you.